You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour Podcast. It's your friends Darren, Will, Kristen, and producer Matt. Guys, we're talking about a 3-0 Panthers team that's had a little rest before they head down to Jerry's World. How are we feeling? I mean, they're 3-0, and of course. We all expected this, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I, yes. I, I yeah. absolutely. It 100%. No yes. questions asked when they were in Spartanburg. We we're like, yep, absolutely. This is the best defense in the NFL. No question. It's been, <laughs> I mean, it's been alarming. And it was kind of funny this week to hear Rule talk about, you know, I want to stay the Wofford Panthers. I want to stay that team that nobody believed in. They would love to latch on to nobody thinks we're any good. But, and, and listen, there are questions to be asked, but they're pretty good. And, it's not an accident. They're playing incredible defense right now. They lead the league in every meaningful defensive category other than points allowed, and that's only by a couple because Denver's also, you know, off to a hot start. But, yeah, it's just – it's been eye-opening. It's been impressive, and it's been collective. I mean, it's everything a football coach wants in a team because – everybody's got a hand in it, and they're playing at a high level. Well, if he wants people to not believe in him, I'm happy to do it again. I did it last week, and it worked out pretty well. I can just keep rolling on with all the reasons why they, they're awful. Say it to Rule's face. It's yeah. <laughs> Just speak it out into the ether. Yeah, I love that Will is not only ether. taking credit for you know a superstition of something he did last week that worked. Yes. It's also uh, not complimentary of the team. Like, yeah, if you if you want me to talk about how awful it is, like I'll I'll sacrifice no, that I will for the totally, good of the Panthers. I will totally not believe in them for for them. I mean, I I will say this. I it's funny to like look at Panthers Twitter. I mean, not like the actual Panthers, but people that talk about the Panthers. And you know, each day is a new. Here's some random graphic that wasn't attributed to anything that said the Panthers are in the, the fourth tier of average defenses. And uh-huh. it's just you know, they're like, I'm so mad about this. And it's like, where does that even come from? And who cares? Like I can tell you where they rank. They're first. Period. Yeah. That's that. It, no, no graphic on Twitter can change that. But I think the cool thing about the NFL that we're starting to become part of that again, just like they were in 2015, is there's nothing that is recorded outside of my power rankings, which come out Tuesday morning. Panthers.com. <laughs> Please click on them. Hey, hey. There's nothing that's actually meaningful. There's no AP top 25 poll that you're mm-hmm. number five. You know, four weeks in a row, which leads to something in some sort of, you know, FCA, you know, yeah. rankings or like, no, none of it matters. 
All that matters is the standings. Like, that's all the NFL is, is just the standings. There's no polling. There's no voting of who gets to play who at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, how well did this win look or not look. There's no, none of that matters. It's just the standings. And and that's a kind of a simple, cool, easy thing. And all the stuff that people say are just what people say. The only thing the NFL is better at than making money and creating television ratings is creating conversation. Mm -hmm. And by playing once a week, there's another six days a week that have to get filled up. So now they're filled up with, are the Carolina Panthers for real? Can you trust the Carolina Panthers? Is mm-hmm. this the real Sam Are Darnold? they the worst 3-0 and team in the league? Are they the, the worst 3-0 team? I mean, and all this yeah. stuff. But uh, to Will's point, none of the stuff actually matters because they have strung together three straight 1-0 and weeks. And I love what Dante Jackson said uh, in his press conference earlier this week, and it is a sentiment that we've heard plenty of times, but just the way he just has a way of putting things, as you guys know, D-Jack. Um, he said, you know, I don't – someone asked him about all of the outside noise, and, of course, all of the players and coaches are going to say, yeah, we don't pay attention to it. It doesn't matter. As you said, Darren, uh, Coach Rule said, you know, I, I want to – I like it. I like the the Wofford Panthers mentality when no one knew what to expect. But Dante said – he said, you know, I just that, – that stuff doesn't enter my day. Uh, you know, whatever someone says that hasn't seen us practice, like, I'm just not concerned about it. And right. I, you know, I've even noticed that some, oh, this this person said this about this team. And I'm like, well, you've seen them on TV. Like, that's about it. That's that's really about it. And, and Will, you're right. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But there is this kind of um, national conversation around, is this 3-0, and quote unquote, for real? Or mm-hmm. is it not? Do you think that this conversation would be happening if the rash of injuries in the Thursday night game did not happen? Because I know that's a contributing factor. I think it still would be. Probably. Almost certainly. I mean, every year the NFL creates one of these. And and listen, Denver, I mentioned earlier, Denver's getting caught in the same conversation. It's like, how good are the Broncos really? Who cares? They've beaten the three teams they've had to play. Um, I I think it it would still be happening, even if Christian McCaffrey was healthy, even if J.C. Horn was healthy. Um, but obviously that opened the door to a lot of that. But the reality is down here in Mayberry, in our small little southern town where nobody ever comes except the Rolling Stones. Um, <laughs> Darren is wearing, since, since no one can see this, Darren is wearing his Rolling Stones shirt because the concert is happening. If you're listening, maybe oh after the fact, the concert is happening at Bank of America Stadium tonight. Darren is already in a countdown. How many hours until everything oh, kicks I, off? Until until I start preparing <laughs> for this concert? Not that many. Until Darren starts warming up? Oh, my gosh. Concentrating today is going to be pretty difficult. There's no lie. Because it's we've been walking around the stadium all week. And the stadium's been taken over by other people. But, um, yeah. What were you talking about? I <laughs> have no idea. I'm. This is my day. You know, the, the other week I was completely distracted by... Uh, short week and game on Thursday and what day yeah. of the week it is. Today I'm totally distracted by. Gosh, that was a week ago. Having guys, doesn't it? Oh gosh. Feels oh. like yesterday and oh. also uh, and also 100 yes. years. Yeah, ago. but I mean, I I also I don't like the simplicity that and you know again it's ratings we're talking blah blah blah. But that this weekend will tell you everything you need to know about the Carolina Panthers. There's so many lines of these uh, analyses that are saying 
This weekend will tell us what we need to know. Now they're playing a team. It's like no, as you said, no, it's no, it doesn't. It's week. It's still only week four. They could lose by by twenty, and that doesn't mean anything. They could beat the Cowboys and then lose to the Eagles, and it's like, oh no, that Mm -hmm. was didn't mean anything. And it's just like, no, you got the whole season. I I do think. I mean, uh, to kind of go along with the narrative a little bit. I mean, this is the toughest test they've had. This is obviously the most difficult opponent they've faced um, over the course of this season. And the way they match up, I mean, because Dallas can spread you out offensively, because they have a ton of skill position talent, and because all of a sudden your secondary is full of injuries and guys who aren't there anymore and you're changing tires on a moving car – it's reasonable to say, yes, this is the tough one for the Carolina Panthers. This is where you'll find it. We'll, we'll learn things about the Carolina Panthers for sure this weekend. But, again, because it creates national conversation, mm-hmm. every week turns into a referendum on – And it's the Cowboys. You know, Anything involving mm-hmm. the Cowboys no is a national everything. That's just what it is. Well, let's talk about uh, this game in terms of, of the injuries that happened in the Thursday night game and, and what we think we'll see on Sunday that might look different from what we've seen in the first three weeks. Darren, you mentioned the secondary, so let's start there. Both uh, J.C. Horn and Justin Burris will not be there. Right. And J.C. won't be there for most for, of the regular season, yeah. if not all of the regular season. I mean broken foot surgery that's probably a two or three month thing and Justin Burris even though it's not even though it kind of is in the shadow of J.C. Horn I mean listen in any other setting losing J.C. Horn is a disaster because that guy is great at football I mean he has come in in three weeks and proven himself already to be on the verge of being one of those corners that you just don't throw at. I think one of the biggest yeah. compliments that I've heard, and I've, I've said it a couple times, and then when Matt Rule said it to me, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Uh, Matt Rule's like, I, I forget he's a rookie. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I don't think there's a bigger, like, there's there's Matt Rule's, like, he's a football guy compliment, and mm-hmm. then there's, like, I forget he's a rookie. <laughs> and I think that those are, like, yeah. the two biggest in-season compliments that that Matt Rule will give out. And I think it's true. Yeah. yeah. And and when I was talking to Phil Snow last week for the big Phil Snow profile that we did on Panthers.com, and you should definitely read. Um, Only if you're up at 530 in the morning when Darren tweeted it, because that's when Phil Snow was <laughs> working out. Because that's when Phil Snow lifts weights at 5 a.m., because he's a football guy. Um, but Phil said something along the same lines. He's like, with J.C., I kind of forget he's there sometimes because the ball's not going to that side. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the ultimate sign mm-hmm. of respect from opponents Take is they're a, yeah. not going to try him. And, uh, you know, losing one of those guys changes everything you can do as a defense. And they're also doing it without their starting safety in Justin Burroughs. Mm-hmm. They've already lost Miles Hartsfield, who was playing nickel for him yep. in the opener. So, I mean, A.J. Boye comes in this week. He's new. We thought he was going to get back in last week. But as it turns out, practicing one time in about seven weeks is not ideal preparation for your first game of the season. So, But this week, A.J.'s back on the field, and Dante's going to be out there. And Rashawn Melvin's a full-time member of the 53 again after being around all training camp and being promoted from the practice squad in the last couple of weeks and and oh by the way they traded for a top 10 pick in cj henderson mm-hmm. um and don't know how much he'll play this week maybe not a lot but there's a lot of stuff going on for a team that talks about the standard is the standard and we expect everything to just keep continuing down the same path 
It is such a, a bummer. I mean, individually, of course, for, for anyone who's injured. Um, but also, that secondary, after last season, they put in a, a lot of work to really get it in a good place, have depth. And it was exciting. It was one of the most exciting position groups coming into the season. So it is a bummer to see, as you said, what, three significant guys at, at this point not yeah. be able to, to be out on the field. Do you feel comfortable going into this game about where the depth is? I, mean, I think I feel, you know, the, the C.J. Henderson trade, A.J. Boye coming back, he's he's really been someone that, of course, we haven't gotten to see a lot of, and certainly the fans haven't gotten to see a lot of um, because he, he couldn't practice. I mean, we saw him in the offseason, but he's someone that I know J.C. looks up to. I mean, he's he's been able to perform in the NFL at a high level for, for years. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. And then Dante is making plays left and right on on that other side. So I, I think it's not – you say you lose two starters in one game out of the secondary. I feel like they're going to find a way to adjust. And as you said, the standard is the standard. I yeah. feel okay about the secondary going into this game. You know, if J.C. Horn had never happened, if he never entered our lives here in Charlotte, this secondary would still be – light years ahead of where it was last yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, last year you're pulling guys off the street. Congratulations. Great to meet you. You're starting right. Sunday. Right. Um, now they've at least got Dante Jackson, who is playing so much better this year than he did last year when he wasn't well, wasn't 100% and still learning a new offense. And Boye is an adult. I mean, he's a grown-up NFL cornerback uh, who's better than anybody they stood in that spot last year. And Melvin is – Melvin's another old head, and so we'll see what those other guys bring. I mean, we'll, we're will we going to find out more about cats like Keith Taylor and Stanley Thomas mm-hmm. Oliver and mm-hmm. Sam Franklin and Sean Chandler over the next couple of weeks because they're going to have to. So it, it's going to be interesting, but they are absolutely when – when I've watched them throughout training camp and OTAs and stuff, it, it's been the immediate difference is that secondary is so much better than it was a year ago. And and, and the pass rushes, well, too. I was going to say yeah. the D-line. I mean, that, that helps the, when you can yeah. make those the quarterback. Guys, yeah. yeah, if those guys are uh, as aggressive as they've been in the first three games, then hopefully it'll make it a I mean, lot easier on the secondary. And, and one of the big parts about that is not just that. It's the it's the, the run defense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's both parts of that because Dallas – like Carolina is actually one of the more balanced offenses mm-hmm. in the NFL. Like they have nearly 50 50 pass and, and rush plays. Well, with those weapons, when, I mean, and, and, yeah. I mean when, when you have, I mean, you know, everyone yeah. knows Zeke, you know, you've got this guy Pollard that, yep. that's averaging just as many yards on the ground, you know, really good change of pace. And they've been able to, you know, like old school football people, they establish the run. And then all of a sudden, Dak Prescott gets to sit back there and play action. And, I mean, he's completed over 80% of his passes the last two games. Mm-hmm. He's not missing his guys. And when you can do that, when you can, you know, have that run threat and you know, have the linebackers be sitting back looking for the run or whatever, I mean, people are getting open. But the Panthers, pretty good. I mean, they shut down Alvin Kamara, who then the next week went right back out and did Alvin things. You know, I mean, that, that wasn't just yeah. a, Alvin's having a down year. That was the Panthers' defense. Right. And, Abs- and that's the thing. There are excuses and conditions for all three of those games. You know, oh, it's just the Jets. Oh, it's just the Texans. Oh, the Saints are, you know, missing all these guys and COVID and away from home. The Panthers have had something to do with each of those conditions mm-hmm. the last three weeks. because, Like Will says, because they're playing so well, they're forcing people into those days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about, of course, the the Cowboys' run game and and the Panthers needing to, to the run defense needs to 
be there, but but also it'll be the first time this season that they're facing a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to put this like who's experienced in decision making, who can yeah. outthink you, who's um I mean, and I know Jameis has experience, but that would have been Drew Brees last year. They would have yeah. seen Drew Brees and and I think the NFC South traditionally has had those just incredible veteran quarterbacks. But this is really the first one. So I'll be interested yeah. to see how this D line does against, you know, it was it was it was rookie, it was Jameis, and then it was rookie. So I'll be interested to see how they fare against a guy who has more tools in his tool belt. Mm-hmm. And and Dak Prescott has the ability to spread you out. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking yep. about injury questions in the secondary, that's a bigger problem because Dak is smart enough to know where it goes. And, yep. okay, I'm going to look here, 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 and he's got the ability to do all that stuff. I mean, it's he's not – He's not Drew Brees, but he's definitely moving down that road, and he's closer to that. I mean, Dak's one of those guys now that Drew's out of the league. I mean, Tom Brady's just Tom Brady. That's a different conversation. But, you know, Dak's got that awareness and that ability to process on the fly that they haven't had to contend with in the first three weeks. So that was going to be a challenge anyway. Yeah. You know, and especially because the cats he gets to work with. I mean, that skill position – Cast of characters is pretty strong, so it's it's definitely going to be the toughest test. And and like I always like to do with these things, I always like to look at the other side of the matchup that people aren't talking about as much against this Cowboys defense mm-hmm. and Sam Darnold without mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. And one of the things I think is really interesting about them, they lead the NFL in takeaways. They have eight takeaways. They've had mul- at least two takeaways in each of the last seven games, wow. dating back to last year. But they're third to last in total yards allowed second to last in sacks, and like 10th to just, last in points I'm, allowed. Sorry, just this year or just in that year. same seven games? No, just, just this say, year. Different so the, defensive the, coordinator. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, So the first three games, they are getting after people making takaaways, but like – Not stopping, they're not not st- stopping opposing offenses from driving down the field. Yeah, I mean, like Philly Philly should never have been within an arm's throw of them on, on Monday night, and somehow all of a sudden – here goes Jalen Hurts for a couple, yeah. you know, eighty-yard drives. Like, how did that happen? And then they get a pick six, and you know, and and all of a sudden it's it's gone again. So, you have a quarterback in Sam Darnold who's taking care of the ball really well. Um, you know that they've spread the ball around a lot, and obviously they've found DJ Moore. But yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. I, it, now obviously some of those strip sacks that happened in Houston, right. like. Those start getting scary. Sure, mm-hmm. you got. You got. Well, we got to. Matt Paradis is right. there, though. Don't worry, Matt <laughs> Paradis is there to recover those <laughs> those footballs. Right, but that that's what Dallas is. Dallas is yeah. is you know no risk it, no biscuit. <laughs> okay, um, but I let's let's talk that. about that. Yeah. Because let's let's talk about this offense without Christian McCaffrey. It'll be a little bit harder to establish the run. Um, with Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Christian McCaffrey is is one of one. What have you seen? You know, I've asked I've asked Matt Rule about this, and I think we're all in agreement, at least from the Thursday night game. Chuba didn't look his best early, knowing that he's a rookie, but by the end of the game, when he got his, I don't know, he got a little bit more familiar, got his all legs right. under him a little bit, he showed a, a, a lot of promise. Showed like he was he was ready for it, and I thought you know ended the game on a high note. How how are you guys feeling about the Royce Freeman Shuba Hubbard um, running back situation for this game? It could be worse. 
It could be worse. I mean, honestly, it's having been around here long enough to remember when there were a couple of backs at the same time, and D'Angelo and Jonathan or Stephen Davis and Deshaun Foster, there was always that debate of how can you get a guy in a rhythm when you're running one in and out. And Mm -hmm. to your point, Kristen, Chuba looked much better in the second half of that game when it was all him than he had in these previous, okay, come in, spot him for a play. You got this series. You know, it, it's hard for running backs to develop any of that kind of stuff without being on the field to do it. And and if you want to be encouraged by that, the second half of Houston gives you some reason to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he did look better in that than he did at any point previously this season. So we'll see if that holds up. But it, it's a lot more incumbent on him to do that because they've talked about, and we wrote on Panthers.com last night, um, the offense isn't necessarily going to change. They don't want to change the way they're doing business. They still want to try to run. And, it, oh, by the way, in addition to Christian McCaffrey, they're also without Dan Arnold. I was just going to yeah. say, we are, we are, what, 20 minutes in? <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, I was like, oh, we yeah. got to talk about that. So there's a lot of adjustment happening on the fly with this offense right now, but they want to try to do the same thematic things, which means Chuba's going to have to be the guy for a minute. He is, you know, and, and we've talked about uh, – Red zone, especially, or getting the ball down the field. You said no Christian McCaffrey, and now no Dan Arnold, who was your coming into this, you know, your number one tight end. I think that shows a lot of confidence in in Tommy Tremble. He had a a big game, and and Ian Thomas, anyone in that tight end room. But that's something that we haven't touched on as well. How different do we think that the the quarterback to tight end dynamic is going to be, if at all, without Dan Arnold on the field. I, I think when people ask me, you know, how is he going to get the tight end involved? I'm going to say by throwing it to Robbie Anderson. <laughs> that that that's my answer. It, I mean, you you've got to figure out a way that Robbie becomes yeah back Robbie. what Robbie was. Yeah, you know, like whether you know he. I remember last year, you know, you know, midway through the season, you know, he was getting all of these catches. He was coming in, you know, short yardage, you know, routes, crossing routes, all these different things, finding space in there. And then it felt it feels like so many targets now are just that kind of throw it up and see what happens down the sideline. Mm-hmm. And Robbie Robbie has shown he can not just do that. It's not just him running past a guy. It's mm-hmm. it's him finding space in zone. It's him going crossing. It's him doing a lot of things to get the ball in his hand to loosen things up over the middle, and that was partly because they didn't have that tight end in the seams last yeah. year. But now it's like you've got to get him involved because that, again, will start opening things back up for Tommy, and it's not just the DJ Moore show. And the and the coaching staff has, has said yeah. that too, and, and Matt Rule said, look, he's been open. It's not that he's not been able to get open. We just got to work on making sure get he the gets the ball. Yeah. Never a bad idea to get Robbie Anderson the ball. Yeah, it's especially if you're going to pay a guy that kind of money the way they did going into the season. You want him to have more than five catches. <laughs> so, again, the one big play shows what he is capable of. Uh, and, and I think, you know, obviously he's going to have to be a bigger part of it moving forward. But, you know, even without a Christian McCaffrey to walk into a situation with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, that's still a pretty good spot for Sam to be in. He's still not a guy without weapons out here. He's still got targets. So let's see how he adjusts. Absolutely. What What do you guys make of Dallas? You know, it, it, there's a lot of suburbs around it. <laughs> you know, I think Fort Worth is pretty nice. That's on me for asking who, a bad who shot question. JR? <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys. Great show. The Cowboys. I know we all watched the Monday Night Football game. Uh, you know, they do have one loss, but I, it was a good loss. 
right? Mm-hmm. Consider that. What do you make of this team? They're they're a team that's on the opposite end of of getting the hype as the Panthers, which is right. like a lot of hype as you said. Anything with the Cowboys, they're going to the NFC Championship already. And, oh, of course. You know, I mean, says that, that, Jerry Jones. I mean, <laughs> says everyone on Immediate. TV. I yeah. mean, it, 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 and that's and that's what people want. Every, they're the type of they're like the Lakers. They're the team that everyone still thinks or the Knicks. You know, you need the Cowboys to be great for the this league to you know that that's what people want. I I, I think that they do. They they have a a young aggressive defense they've and they've got like they have some young good playmakers i mean cd lamb is really good micah parsons and, i mean yeah, yeah micah parsons i mean playmakers on the other yeah, side you have, of a, you have yeah. a first round pick at linebacker <laughs> yeah. and and then you still have like amari cooper like people overlook him yeah. I, I i don't know i i like i like the way they go about their business the players do um you know i mean you have dan quinn up there you know yeah. there's, there's different life on that defense now there is, and there needs to be. I mean, they're still going to be – their season's going to be dictated by how successful they are offensively, and they should be able to score points with anybody in the NFL. I mean, they've got – we've spent a lot of time talking about Sam Darnold's cast of characters. I mean, Dak's got a pretty good system mm-hmm. to walk back into. Yep. I mean, now that he's well again, it's like, oh, hey, there's Zeke, there's Pollard, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, this is okay, yes. Um a lot of stuff, still a good – still not a dominant offensive line the way it's been in the past mm. because they're down some guys, but still some big-time players up front, great skill position talent, and, and they should be able to score with most people – whether they are able to do it against the first-ranked defense just... <laughs> in the NFL, we'll see. I think this is going to be – That's why we tune in. I think this is going to be a fun game. Yeah. I, I think the, the whole time is going to be entertaining. Have you been? To uh, no, I have not. Jerry's role? No, I have not. Yeah. Anything I should look out for? I don't know. I haven't been either. Okay, I'll let you know. It's gi- hey, it's gigantic, which we <laughs> knew already. It yeah. was going to be. But there's a Walmart right next door. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, the first time I was there, I was parking in the Walmart parking lot and walking <laughs> across the highway. How to many get people to it. do I mean, you think do that? I bet a ton. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. How much? I I have blood been heavy. Are they selling at that Walmart <laughs> on a game day? I ha- I have been to the Star, and for those that yes, watch Hard Knocks this summer, you, you kind of saw like their their aerial stuff. I mean, the, the the Star is interesting because it's it's a it's a version of kind of like corporate NFL football at its most corporateness. You know, I mean, it feels it feels like you know a billionaire's office park. And then it's which like, is oh, what it is. Yeah. But it, it is there. There's so many cool things that you can do with it. You know, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of templating involved from that that we're going to see in Rock Hill. It's obviously the Panthers are going to have their own spin on it and have their own culture to it. But I, I I think there's some there's some really cool elements from it. Yeah. But the stadium is everything they say it is. It's huge. It's awesome. It's a spectacle. It's awe-inspiring. And you walk into it the first time, and it's like, you know, you wonder, why isn't this in Las Vegas? Because this is what football in Las Vegas feels like it should be. Huh. It's it's just one of those places that you walk into, and even if there's not a game going on, you can be entertained there. Yeah. Because when you walk into that room, you know something big is coming. Huh. Yeah, what, what was it? I think like JJ Jansen said that it was like walking into a rock concert and then a football game broke out. Mm-hmm. No question. <laughs> That's good. I can't wait to check it out for the first time. All right, Will, what is your stat of the week? 60% of the time, it works every time. Stat of the week. 
so we already touched on it a little bit this this run defense uh, obviously first in the league in total yards allowed mm-hmm. in yards per rush allowed but how about this one from next gen stats they have made initial contact with the rusher on average 0.2 yards behind the line of scrimmage wow wow right and last game it was 0.7 against the texans Mm. Behind the line of scrimmage, wow. I mean that—that's—it's just absurd to think that they're that far into the backfield. They're so fast, it, and you know, and and it's so when you're when you have that ability, when you're scheming things up the way Phil Snow is, not only are guys winning kind of their one-on-one battles, but the mm-hmm. scheming is allowing people to come free. I mean, how many times has Brian Burns come free, either to hit a guy in the backfield or to you know blow up a play? Right. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to run against that, you know, it's like okay. How, you know, if we can't do a draw back up the middle because they're coming too fast because they're hitting the draw, then we do a screen, but then Dante Jackson comes up and knocks the guy back on a screen. You can't get things going when everyone's Clearly, sitting stats, in your backfield. Yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're, we're sitting in people's backfield on rushing plays, which is a really cool thing. Yeah, it's a traffic jam back there. Yep. Oh, nowhere to go. Living nowhere to go for backfield. you. Living in backfield good place to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to end this with, we usually do a weird question of the week, but I think we'll just open it up for Darren. It's not a weird question. It's a very valid <laughs> question. In honor of the Rolling Stones concert here tonight, in honor of Darren's concert-worn Rolling Stones shirt that yeah. he has on, what are your top three Rolling Stones songs? Why don't you ask me to tell you which child I love the most, you monster? <laughs> um, it's a long list. It's a lot of songs. And when you're talking to young people around here this week, it was great walking oh, into Do you the- hear this? Well, I'm sorry, Coach Speak? Coach Speak? No, coach but speak. we're walking into the stadium just, the other day. He's about to pull me out, too. He's already told this story once. I know, I but you know, he's caveating, and now he's going into a yep. story there so that he doesn't so- have to give his top no, three. I'm, I'm going to give him another version no, of it, too. I'll give- we're walking in the stadium the other day with Deontay Brown, me and another co-worker. Deontay's like, well, what's going on here? Well, concert, Deontay. Who's playing? Rolling Stones. And somebody said, have you heard of the Rolling Stones? And Deontay's like, yeah, I've heard of them. You know any of their songs? And then when you start prompting him, he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. So, But they've got so many songs. And, you know, a lot of them get played in NFL pregames, like Start Me Up, which you've probably heard a time or a million at NFL games. Yes, I have. I have. I've heard it. It's not my favorite. Well, it's not my favorite. We'll only knew one Rolling Stones song. I I love Gimme Shelter. That was always. It's the only one you knew. Well, I now know, apparently, I know others. (laughs) But all right, so if you can't give three, or if you can't give three, what what do you want to open with and what do you want them to close with? How about that? Oh, you're letting them out of this. No, it's always hard for me because I I tend to like songs that that aren't always the hits, as you might imagine. My absolute favorite Rolling Stones song is Dead Flowers. Okay. And it's it's kind of dark, but you know. There you go. When you're sitting there. Now, I know that sounds a lot more like the Towns Van Zant cover that's at the end of Big Lebowski <laughs> Keep going. than anything Keep going, Mick Jagger. Dan. What's that? In your silk upholstered chair. <laughs> talking to those rich folks that you know. Yeah, I mean, that's. See, and, and for me, Matt, this cut that is up. so cut cool. Cut that up right now. That's going on Twitter. Yeah. No, I mean, this is so cool because with me singing that a couple bars of Dead Flowers. I have performed art in the same building that Keith Richards and Mick Jagger will on the same day. You've already we're done kind it. What of is this podcast to you, Darren? Yeah, we're kind of a You're speaking into artist. a microphone. No, yeah. This is huge for me. I'm, it is I'm awesome. just beside myself. But I like Dead Flowers, uh, Brown Sugar. Mm. 
And if I could really go off the menu, it's more of a Keith Richards solo song, but before they make me run. I don't you know should, that one. You should listen to that. All right, we'll check it out. Just Darren. to get yourself ready. I don't know that they'll play any of those tonight, but that's okay. They hold a special place in my heart. If they don't, we can always get an encore from Darren. Yes. I just sure. heard those pipes. Uh-huh. I feel good about it. I hope petition to – can can we just get – you either recording yourself or, or having your wife record you just smiling like that when they play a song <laughs> that you love. Yes. Please, tonight. That's all I'm asking Eternal for. happiness. It's Yes. I'm pretty fired up. It's nothing like going to see the show. And, and honestly, Will's seen it this week. I've been sitting in the press box working, just watching them build the stage, this monstrosity of a thing in a football stadium. And I'm, I get more and more excited with every passing day. It's, it's it's so cool because cool. the way Darren feels about this is the way the, a lot of people feel about coming to see a Panthers game yeah. for the yeah. first time. So yeah. it's neat to exactly to see uh, he, he the thing that's still, that still get us excited after being in certain industries or being around uh, well-known people for years and years. I love to see the enthusiasm from He Darren. saw one of our coworkers walk onto the stage about an hour ago, yeah. and he uh, was so jealous. Be, yeah, no, that would be so awesome. So jealous. I mean, Eddie, yeah, I'll call him out. Eddie's out there on stage. Oh, that's Eddie's awesome. Eddie's a legend now. Someone's got to take a picture of Eddie out there. If you it. know, you know. He did. He did. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, Darren, I can't wait to get a full recap next week. We'll talk about the game, but we'll talk about the yeah. Rolling Stones concert. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week on the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.